Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 67. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. If you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. And once again, I just have to say thank you so much to everybody who is supporting the show, whether it is just listening love seeing all those downloads (laughs) but if you have reached out to me or written a review especially those apple podcast reviews those really help people to find the show i just appreciate it so much truly from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for all the support every week i'm just blown away watching this community grow and just hearing from you guys it means so so much to me so Thank you. And today I'm really excited. My guest is my husband, Manny. I finally convinced him to come back on the podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you might remember, I think it was episode four. He was my guest. So way back in the beginning, which we kind of talk about that, but it was fun to get him back on. I was initially going to do this as a solo episode, kind of in honor of Logan's birthday, which if you're listening on the day this comes out, then his birthday is tomorrow. So I just wanted to kind of talk about things that we've had going on lately, just kind of honor his birthday. But thankfully, Manny agreed to to come back on. So that was really exciting. So we, we do give some updates and kind of talk about stuff that we've had going on lately and then really fun the second half of this episode is a listener Q&A. So I had reached out on social media and asked for questions from you guys and I got some really awesome questions for Manny and I so we had a lot of fun answering those. Thank you so much to everybody who submitted those questions. I really appreciate it. So it was really nice to get to kind of chat with him and it's always interesting because I mean obviously we talk about this kind of stuff every day and we're definitely not like shy with each other but I remember from the last episode we did getting to kind of just sit down and talk about things in this type of way I feel like is very telling and I feel the same way about about this episode so I hope you enjoy listening to it I do just want to say because we kind of wrap up at the end of this so I usually do kind of a little closing on each episode but the way that this one went, we just sort of finished it. So really quick, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love hearing from you guys. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please let me know. I'm taking a little break for the new year. The show will continue. I have plenty of banked episodes, but I'm taking a few weeks off recording in the new year and then I'll be back at it. So yeah, reach out to me. Let me know if you're just enjoying the show, if you have any questions, but that is all. So for now, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with my husband, Manny. Hi everyone. So I'm sitting here in my recording studio, aka my closet, <laughs> with my husband Manny. Hello. 
He's chipper. <laughs> Just kidding. He's maybe not thrilled with uh, this, what we're doing right now, but he's a good sport. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you may have heard my first episode with Manny, which was way, way back when the podcast first started. It was actually before I even launched it. So I had been kind of like quietly recording some episodes and I wanted to have a few done before I kind of announced it, so to speak. So that was a very long time ago that we recorded. That was actually over a year ago. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of check back in with Manny. So we're going to talk about stuff that we've had going on lately. And then later we have some listener questions to get to, which I'm really excited about because you guys gave me some really awesome questions. So to start with, uh, I wanted to talk about how we took Logan recently to be kind of re-evaluated. Uh, we recently got new insurance so they require a updated diagnosis every 36 months, which we are kind of coming up on. Um, also, it had been, yeah, it had been almost three years since Logan was diagnosed. So it was kind of just like a good time to sort of see where things are at. We had some new concerns with him. So how did you feel about taking him for that evaluation? I mean, I was a little nervous about it, but I knew whatever happened that day... Logan was still going to be Logan. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, nothing was going to change whatever happened that particular day. Yeah, which I was a little bit nervous, too, going into it. I definitely, I mean, I wasn't expecting Logan to perform at, like, you know, peak level. Um, and basically what ended up happening was we took him, we went to a, a neuropsychologist this time. We actually had had him diagnosed, like I said, almost three years ago by a developmental pediatrician and nothing against her, but I, like I said, I had some kind of newer concerns coming up with Logan. Mainly I wanted to talk about the anxiety issues that he's been having. I wanted to look a little further into getting a ADHD diagnosis we also have some concerns about Pika because he likes to eat everything like dirt and leaves and all that stuff. So there was definitely some, some newer concerns that we didn't have the first time that he was evaluated. So this uh, neuropsych had been recommended to me by a listener and friend. And I thought that the, the place was, was good. I thought the doctor was good. What I liked about her was that she did take into account because before we actually started the evaluation, we were just like talking with her and Logan was with us and she kind of saw him interacting with us and she took that into account as opposed to just her kind of evaluation where she was like actually trying to like test him on things because at that time he was actually, he was like responding to us. He was following direction. He was engaged. But then when we actually had to, we had to step out for him to do the evaluation and we knew that it was going to be a little more difficult because he is nonverbal and we had brought his, his device, his talker, but the doctor is not super familiar with his talker. So it wasn't like she was going to be able to use that so much to navigate the programs that she was trying to do with him. So we stepped out and I had said, you know, if you need me to come help kind of facilitate, then I can. And it was probably like 10 minutes later that they came they came and got me to try to help kind of run these programs. And they weren't 
really asking for anything difficult for him. The things that they were testing him on were similar to things that he does in ABA. A lot of like puzzles and kind of sorting and shapes, basically just trying to kind of see where his IQ is at. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, he, he can do this. This is no problem. Uh, but I quickly saw then that he was just like completely checked out. He was just not, not interested in what they were doing, which you weren't in the room at that point. But what were you thinking when I went in? I don't know. I guess I wasn't getting a good vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you were in there for quite a while when I thought you were just going to be in there for a few minutes. And then, and finally, when you came out, you. Well, first they sent Logan out. Remember? Yeah. 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 That's right. Then it was, we were playing in the, with bubbles and stuff. And then you came out and you were not too happy. Yeah. You could see that I had been crying. Yeah. So they, we tried with Logan for a little bit and we were just getting like basically zero from him at that point. And the doc, we were, we were trying to figure out what we could use to like reward him, which I'm such a dummy. Cause I brought snacks for him and I had brought a fruit roll up, but when we were sitting in doing the kind of like interview portion with her, of course he found that and he wanted to eat it and I wanted to like keep him occupied. So I let him eat it, but I should have saved that so we could use that. The funny thing was, I thought about this afterwards about the mints. No, the, the we mints. we tried to use the mints, but like we weren't gonna give him. They they had these um little those those lifesaver mints, the like winter green ones, which are delicious, and Logan loves those. And they had those in like every corner of that office, so he was just like swiping those left and right. The problem was, is like those mints are like pretty big, and he just crunches them immediately. So we were trying to like break them into pieces, which was ridiculous. I almost was going to come out to send you to go get candy to try to entice him. But the doctor was kind of like, that's not what this is about, which she's, I, I see what she's saying. Like, this is not about, you know, us basically bribing him to do his work. There was a, she had like a, a training neuropsych with her who was a little bit more understanding. She's like, I'll run and get candy. She was very sweet. Not that the doctor wasn't understanding, but she was just kind of like, that's not what this is about. And she basically, after us trying for a little while, she was like, I think we should call it, which was tough. So that was when they, they sent Logan out to Manny. And even then I was still, I think in with her for a little bit. Cause we were just kind of talking. Yeah. yeah. So I did, I, I, <laughs> I was sad. I started crying because I felt like, you know, these past almost three years now, since Logan has been diagnosed and we've been doing, therapy and we have a lot more support. He has, he has just grown by leaps and bounds. And I know that, but I was sad because I felt like in that evaluation, we were basically presenting the same things that he was three years ago. Like I just, I, and I remember reading that report from three years ago and it was tough. It was definitely hard to hear because I remember like some of his skills being, I mean, so somewhere close to where they were supposed to be age wise, but some of his skills were put at like a nine month old level and he was four at that point. So I was just thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's gonna, he's gonna get the same kind of report. And now he's seven. And that really was devastating to me. But I was talking with the doctor and kind of explaining these things to her. And she did say, she's like, I saw him with you guys beforehand 
And she's like, I saw the way he listened to you. He followed direction. He was engaged with you. She's like, I'm going to take that into account. We also filled out like a ton of paperwork beforehand and then during. And then I also had his teacher. I had to send her a bunch of stuff to fill out. So a lot went into the report. It wasn't just the, the time that she spent with him. But so we ended up leaving that day. And yeah, I was just, I was definitely sad. I, I felt, I felt pretty defeated how did you feel when we left? I mean, I guess I was a little disappointed, but I knew that it didn't really matter in the big picture because the only re- reason that we went was for the insurance and that I knew that he works so hard every day mm-hmm. and I see him progress all the time. So to me, it didn't really matter what happened that day as much, I guess, as Mm -hmm. the feelings that you had that day. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I I agree. I think we went because of the insurance, but I also think we had, like, other things we wanted to talk about, too. Well, yeah, the ADHD and... But, I don't know, I guess I just didn't have the same reaction as you did because I know, like I said, that he works so hard every day and we'd see him progress and... Mm-hmm. He just had a bad day that day. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially because at that point, too, he, I feel like we have been seeing more anxiety from him. And it seemed like, this was a few weeks ago, we had, he was just like not as, he was not in a great spot. Like with school, we were having issues, we were having that potty regression that was kind of on the tail end of that at that point, but we were still things at school were, were still kind of shaky. And in therapy, like he was doing well in his sessions, but they were definitely saying that he was having a hard time focusing. So going into it, like I said, I didn't think he was going to be, you know, at like optimal performance, but I also was hoping that, you know, it would be a different situation. So, Honestly, I I mean, I'm emotional as it is. Manny will agree. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I cry a lot. Um, it wasn't that I, I don't think that Logan has progressed, though, because I totally do. I guess it, that was part of the reason why I was sad was because I was like, I know he's progressed so much. And I was sad because I was like, the report that she's going to give us is not going to reflect that. So couple weeks pass and then we go for a follow-up with the doctor to basically like go over the report and I was actually glad they that we did that because she she kind of went over like the important parts but she skipped over the parts that I think would be like really difficult like I was saying like in terms of like where he falls and his kind of development uh like putting him into like an age group or something And everything else that we talked about was, I think, really what we expected to hear. So he was diagnosed with ADHD and PICA. um, And she gave us some recommendations going forward to kind of look into as far as, like, just more medical stuff. Which I take him to his pediatrician on Friday. So we'll have more kind of updates after that. But... It was, it was good just to kind of go over everything in a, almost like, just like, this is what we need to know. And then she gave us the report to take home. 
which it's been a couple weeks now and I have not read the report. <laughs> and I have no plans of reading it. Yeah, I don't. Because it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I think I was initially thinking like, well, I have to read it because I have to know what it says. But then I think the good thing was because we had to wait two weeks and then because we did talk about, like I said, like the important parts with her, I didn't, when it came then, I didn't feel like I needed to read it. And I was just like, if I read that, it's just going to probably stir up those same kind of feelings and emotions that I've already processed and kind of worked through. And I had you, you know, telling me like that one day doesn't define him, which was true. So then, like I said, when we actually had the report, I was like, you know, I'm not even going to read it. I'm, I do wonder when I take him to his pediatrician, because I think that I'm going to have to go over that with her to kind of talk about just like going forward with things. But I'm going to tell her like, I don't really want to talk about specifics because I just, I'm going to bring it to her and let her see it, but not. Can you send her the report beforehand? Yeah. Maybe I'll have them fax it over so that they'll have it. Um, just so that she can have it. But yeah. And, and I think, and I've had, I actually had a couple people tell me that, that they don't read their kids reports. And I think that that is smart. And then I had a couple people say to me, Oh my God, I can't believe we're not reading the report. I would be like, I wouldn't have the, like the, that I would just have to read it. Like I, there would just be something in me that had to know. And like I said, I thought I would feel that way, but honestly, I think cause I had processed it. I just didn't, I didn't feel that way. And I, I don't like, I don't feel like it's like something I want to want to do at this point. I had one mom tell me that she, um, Kelly from growing up Steven, who she was my guest a few months back. Her son is, I think he's 28 now, maybe even 29. And she was saying that sometimes she would read the reports like a few years later and she would think, Oh my gosh, she's grown so much since then. And I was like, that's what I should do. So I'll keep it. Maybe the next time we have them evaluated, then I'll read the old one. And we can just always be like one evaluation behind. Uh, but the good thing was after we had that follow-up appointment, we went right to his parent-teacher conference, which I don't know how you felt, but I felt like that was like a stark opposite to the... Yeah, it was like a complete opposite of what we kind of talked about to these shiny bright things that they were saying about Logan. Yeah. They were like so positive and he really has like turned a corner every year. I forget that it kind of takes him until like Thanksgiving break to sort of like hit his stride in the school year. Cause I remember even last year at his parent teacher conference and that granted that was like his first year of kindergarten, his first year full day, new school and everything. So of course there's going to be like some, you know, transitional time so I guess this year I told myself I thought there would there would be less transitional time since it was like the same school the same teachers he'd be like getting back in the swing of things but no there is still a transitional time so now that we have arrived at that point it does feel like he is hitting his stride in the school year the last little episode I did I talked about how we were dealing with these potty training regression we were having a lot of accidents like multiple accidents a day and I mean, knock on wood, we are, I don't even want to say we're out of the woods, but we're like turned a corner, I guess we can say. Uh, he well, really... it seems like a lot of it had to do with him just being a little rascal and not wanting to do work. An extreme rascal. <laughs> yeah. That was what his teacher, I talked about this last, in the last episode, but his teacher had said that she found that when it got to be like work time was when he was having these accidents. And then he knew like, oh, we're going to have to go to the bathroom and change my clothes. And that whole process takes a while. And then by the time I get back, there's only like five minutes of work time left. So 
yeah, he's definitely, he's, he's, he's a rascal. <laughs> That's a good word. Um, so they, they kind of switched things up and they were like, okay, well, when you come back from getting cleaned up and everything, we're, we're just basically starting from square one. So once he caught on with that and was like, oh, I'm not getting out of work time, that helped. But then she said at the parent-teacher conference, which I thought was good too, was that even though he hadn't like totally mastered out or completed some of his like programs that they were running at school, she still added in new ones just to switch it up because she thought he was getting bored, which was another reason why he was trying to get out of it, which I think makes sense because we have that same kind of thing happens sometimes in ABA when he hasn't like fully mastered out of a program but he's just getting so sick of it that they're like, okay, we're either just going to like move on from this or shelve it for now and come back to it. Cause he definitely does like, he, he likes to be challenged for sure. Yeah, he gets bored easily. Yeah. In, in all aspects. So that was, that's, that's huge. I'm so glad we've, we've crossed that bridge. Um, the, yeah, the, the potty regression was tough and now he's, he's really doing awesome. Uh, and then we also talked with his, his speech therapist was there too. We talked about his device, which it seems like it's like totally on an upswing. I mean, he, he's been doing well with it since we brought it home with him, but Mm -hmm. he is using it more and more and for different things too. Like it used to be basically the same way that he would use packs where it was like, he was just kind of requesting a drink or a snack or of course candy. But now, I mean, he's, he still is using it for those things, but he's also just better at like navigating. Like there was that other day when he was looking for you during his, his therapy session. So he was downstairs in a, in our therapy room and he went to the page for, for daddy and he just wanted to come upstairs and make sure that you were still here. <laughs> Logan, it, we have been seeing anxiety from him lately and a lot of it has to do with Manny. He is like in a very daddy phase right now. I mean, he's always like super attached to you, but he's, a little bit more right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like today I texted you when you were on your way home. I'm like, how far are you? Cause he kept like going by the garage to look for you. And he was starting to kind of get like pacing and I could see his anxiety, like starting to flare up as soon as it's dark out, like he's waiting for you. And he definitely was like on high alert. And then as soon as you got home, he was fine. He, he like, didn't even want to hang out with you. He was just like, Oh, he's here. Okay. <laughs> like He just like needs to know that you're there. But yeah, that, so he's, and, and then there was that one session too, where he was asking about me also with, with Brandon. Um, so that's really great. Cause it's like, he's definitely understanding that he can use that for other things. It was cool too. Cause the speech therapist, because it is like, it's an iPad. So it's an actual device. She can record data on that like all the time. So she had these, these graphs and charts basically showing us how often he was using it. What were his like preferred words so that was really great to see because, I mean, we obviously we have an idea of that, but it was nice to see like, okay, he's, he's actually using it for more than just requesting candy. Cause when we first got it, we were doing mostly like yeah. eat candy, eat cereal, but now it's like, he has a huge range of words. And if you're not familiar with devices, like it's, it's definitely, it's not easy to navigate. I've said that many times, but one screen leads to another screen leads to another screen and it can be it can definitely be a challenge and I think when we first started he was I mean we were all very green with it but now it's like you can see he is like really not only using it more but like even today he wanted popcorn and normally a lot of times what he would do is 
go get the bag of popcorn and bring it to me. And I would say, what do you want? And then he would show me on his device. But today it was like before he even went to get the popcorn, he just went to his device and did eat popcorn. So like stuff like that, it's, it's little, but like little by little, it's, it's all adding up. So that was really awesome. And yeah, he's just, he's, he's making a ton of progress at school, which is great. Um, we also, for Thanksgiving, we had him go to his therapy center. We normally do hours in home. We do his sessions in home, but because he was off school for a week, we, me and his BCBA thought it would be good for him to have kind of a destination to go to and also like a longer day to basically like replace school hours. So the therapy center is really cool because it's set up with like different rooms and the kids basically like rotate throughout the rooms throughout the day. And they also have social groups. They do some kind of one-on-one like with their, their therapist that's with them, but they also do like interacting with playing games and they do like kind of a music class. So it it's really nice for him to, I think, kind of switch things up and that the first day he was there, he had a, a little bit of a tough time in the afternoon. I think he was maybe a little bit overstimulated, but then the rest of the week he did really well. So we actually, I just had our team meeting today with his BCBA and his two therapists and we are getting things planned for Christmas break. So we're going to do the same thing for Christmas break too. He'll have a, a few days off, like obviously for holidays, but I think it'll be good for him to have, like I said, like a destination to go to. Anything yeah. you want to add there? Um, well, on top of just him getting out of the house, cause he loves being out of the house. Yeah. Him, you know, learning and being able to go somewhere else besides just school in the house. Yeah. I like that. It's not like, cause I mean, a, a break for him is not really a break like it's like he's he's not he's fulfilled yeah. yeah but he's not but no what I mean yeah he's always working that's true but what I mean is it's like the like the days that if he's just like home all the time like he is he doesn't have enough to do no he doesn't have enough to do so it's like he needs he needs tasks and I like that on on the breaks but normally it's like we spend a lot of time trying to like figure out stuff to do this is not only something for him to do but it's like also beneficial for him because He's able to, like, continue to work on things in a little bit of a different way. And and they have, like, a movement room there, which has, like, these huge swings and trampolines and big bouncy balls and stuff. So he, he has a lot of fun at the center. So that's, I'm excited for him to have that for, for Christmas break also. The other exciting thing is that Logan's birthday is right around the corner. If you're listening to this episode the day that it comes out, his birthday is tomorrow. Um, so we're a couple days away from it today. How do you feel about him turning seven? I mean, it's exciting. <laughs> um, I can't believe he's going to be seven already. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess for me right now, like age is not like, I don't know. I just don't think of him being like seven I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just <laughs> weird to think about him being seven, but also the, you know, the challenges he has in mm-hmm. front of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I know what you mean. Cause it's like, I feel like age is almost like in limbo. Yeah. If that's what you mean. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like we're just kind of like, but at the same time, like to, to think like, 
oh wow he's seven feels kind of intense because I feel like when then when I see like typical seven-year-olds it definitely is like I'm like oh yeah this is a different kind of thing like I I took him to a birthday party a couple weeks ago that unfortunately did not go well he was he was having a rough morning he woke up extremely early he'd been having some anxiety that day and it was a bowling party it was my my best friend's son who was his exact same age their birthdays were like days apart so kind of against my better judgment I took him and he he was not happy we ended up leaving like probably about 30 minutes later but you know at, at this party it's like a bunch of kids who are at least close to his age and it's tough I'm not gonna lie it is tough when you are like faced with that kind of harsh reality of like oh this is what other seven-year-olds are yeah. doing and this is what logan is doing it's it's not something i think that we think about all the time because like i said we are just kind of like in our own place which is fine it's totally fine uh but there are times when you're confronted with that and it's it's challenging which i i mean i've i've always said this like birthdays are his birthday is kind of it's it's very just bittersweet for me. It's bittersweet because it's like, okay, he's seven now. He's getting older. I think about him, you know, getting bigger. He's already really tall. And I'm like, how tall is this kid going to get? Like, when is he going to be bigger than me? And like, I can, you know, for now it's like, he's, he's little, I can protect him. I can take care of him. But like those, these days are fleeting, you know, there's, there's like a, a, such a joy around his birthday too, because he's my angel. And like the, the day of his birth was like, one of the happiest days of my life. It was such an amazing, I just felt like I was like almost like reborn that day because he just completed my heart in such a way. So I have such like fond memories of his birthday and his birthday is so special to me, but there is definitely like a heaviness around it too, because it's just, there are some challenges that we, that we deal with that. I mean, obviously. Right. Um, but I'm excited for for his actual birthday. I I just I mean I love to celebrate him, period. So we did have well we'll get it. I actually have a question about his birthday, so we'll get into that later <laughs> about his party and how how we celebrated. Um, okay, so we're just gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and we have our listener questions. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. 
all one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audio book. Okay, welcome back. So Manny's excited because he just found out he won his fantasy football team. <laughs> Thanks for taking time out of your busy fantasy football schedule to come record with me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. No okay, so I asked on um, Instagram for for questions for me, Manny, and I got some really good ones. I do want to say, though, if you haven't listened to that first episode that we recorded together, I believe it's episode four. Check that one out because we do talk more about kind of like the early days of Logan's diagnosis and sort of leading up to it. I have a couple questions that kind of refer back to that. So if you want more details, you can listen to that episode, but we will talk about it a little bit. So first question is, did your husband have a hard time with the diagnosis? My husband is a little in denial. I'm going to keep these anonymous because I had, I had a couple people ask for them to be anonymous and I forgot which ones to be honest. So I'm just going to keep them all anonymous. So did your husband have a hard time with the diagnosis? My husband is a little in denial. What do you have to say about that? Um, it was really hard on me. Mm-hmm. Just because I had pictured a certain way that I would raise a little boy. And I knew that wasn't going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it was just hard knowing that. But then getting through that and knowing that Logan was still Logan and it was just going to be a different way that I was going to have to raise him. Mm-hmm. The picture changed, but it was still, it was still like really special because at that point we, we were so in love with him. Well, yeah. Yeah. When you say like you had pictured having a little boy. I mean, as far as like, cause I, play sports and I figured you know I wouldn't be playing still at this age I figured I'd be coaching him and little league and Mm -hmm. that's just not the case and I've kind of he was in little league well he wasn't he did like a special needs little league yeah right but I picture something different yeah no I get it Mm -hmm. and um we need to get him into basketball though because he can dribble that ball yeah, he's getting really good. <laughs> we need to find a basketball league now. So, but just getting over the initial... I mean, it was a few weeks that it was, like, really hard on me. Yeah. Are, are you are you referring to, like, when he was actually diagnosed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like also just the time leading up to that, like, once we had the appointment and we were, like, going in, I feel like we... we I mean, granted, you do kind of, like, talk yourself out of it sometimes, but I think we, we knew what we were... We knew. Yeah. Yeah. But just getting the official, you know, diagnosis was... It was just, like, a slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I think even, even you... when you're expecting it, it's still just, like, it's a it's a gut punch, for sure. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you ever were in denial? No. I mean... Mm-hmm. From an early age, I knew something was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was never in denial that there was some yeah issues there. Yeah, I think so too. That'll come up later, also. Um, so this is actually this kind of leads into that too. Then, how did you 
This is the next question. How did you process the diagnosis? Um, I don't know. Probably just since I have long drives to work, mm. just thinking about things and in my nature, I always think about the future and mm -hmm. worrying about the future. So just thinking about how things were going to go and um, just processing my, I guess, my sadness into finally knowing that he was going to be okay. We just needed to be, you know, have extra care for him and extra steps for him along mm -hmm. the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, at least for me, I think that processing, just like, like kind of how Manny said, just like giving yourself time to kind of sit with those feelings when you're on a drive, that's a good time to do it. But just in general, I think you need to, to kind of go through that, that sadness and maybe anger or whatever it is that you're feeling. Like, I think you need to really let yourself feel those things because I think that's how you get to the place of acceptance. Whereas like if you're, you know, in, in denial or if you're in a, a place of, you know, pushing everything away and not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to think about it, those feelings don't actually go anywhere. They're just, they're just still sitting there and you're not working through them. So it's just going to take you longer to get over it. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, it's still, it takes a long time to begin with. Cause like you said, it's a, it's processing with everything is a process. So it just takes time. Um, like we said before, I, I tend to cry a lot. A lot. <laughs> I cry about everything. Um, but, some, but sometimes, like, you need to do that. Like, I, I mean, especially in those early days, like, I cried my eyes out. I cried so many tears. I can't even believe it. And not to say that I don't cry tears about Logan anymore, because I obviously do. But, like, I, I really let myself just go through those emotions. And I definitely felt, like how Manny said, I felt very scared about the future the future I mean it's still soon it scares me but at, the, at that point it was like truly terrifying to me and I just had to kind of work through all those feelings I think we're lucky that we have each other to lean on and we would talk about this stuff and also uh, I have my mom my sister who I'm really close with and they are obviously close with Logan too so I would talk about it with them um, but yeah I think just like leaning on your people for support is obviously very important at that during that time of a diagnosis. Uh, okay. So moving on, the next question is how do you bond with your son? Well, from an early age, me and Logan, well, cause like you used to work on the weekends. So yeah. mm -hmm. I would find ways. I still to, work on the weekends. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, from an early age, we used to go and on little adventures here and there. And, mm -hmm. um, like that one day, I took him with me, and we just ended up at Navy Pier. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that and just... That wasn't even that long ago, though. That was, like, maybe just a couple of years ago. Right. But it was, like, but I don't even remember. You had... You had... Was I think it a Friday? It was a, I don't know. 
No, I think you were home with Lillian. I was, we but was she? To get out of the house, so. Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure where we're going to go. We're getting in the and car. And then he sends me pictures, and they're, like, in the city. They're, they're at Navy Pier, which Logan loves it there, so. Yeah. He had a great time. But, I mean, from, he was just a couple months old the first time I took him to the petting zoo. Yeah. I, I've said that to so many people, like, special needs or not. Because, yeah, my job, I, I've always worked weekends, so Manny has always been home with the kids for at, at least, like, that one Saturday. You're home a lot with them alone in the evenings, too, when I work. Um, but I think that that is actually, like, such a great thing, because I know a lot of dads who, like, are never alone with their kids. Maybe for, like, at home for a little bit of time, but, I mean, this would be, you know, like, a, a full day, and you would. You would take him to to the zoo or out to the to navy pier yeah wherever wherever you guys wanted to go and it was really good for both of you because you definitely did Mm -hmm. have that like bonding time but yeah like i said like there's some dads where it's like they don't go anywhere with their kids on their own so i feel like you guys did have a lot of time especially because logan is our first so that kind of one-on-one time um i feel like you guys are are very bonded yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we have a very special bond. I mean, it's sometimes it was scary, you know, not knowing how the outcome would be going to, you know, like the car races or yeah. the first time we went to the car races or first time me and him went to the baseball game by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it, every time we went, he was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're lucky with Logan because we can... Like, granted, there's times where, like, at the birthday party, we have to just hightail it out of there. But, I mean, nine times out of ten, he's, he like we said, he loves to get out of the house. Yeah. He, like, on, on like, a Saturday or, I, th- I guess, like, any day he, like, doesn't have school or therapy, he is, like, ready to go. He's, like, getting his shoes and he's, like, trying to, like, pull us out the door. Like, he just wants to go somewhere. Not that he, I mean, he likes to be at home, too, but he just, again, he kind of no, gets bored. he definitely bored. loves going on adventures. Yeah. He loves, he loves having somewhere to go. A lot of times it's to the store to get candy. That's would be like his preference, but yeah, he's kind of he's kind of happy to just get out of the house and do something. Um, I feel like as far as for me bonding with Logan, honestly, it was like instantaneous for me. I don't I know that not all moms feel that way, but like truly, I remember looking at him when he was born and. I felt like I knew him. Like I literally said to him, like it's you, it's you. You were in there. Like I couldn't. I couldn't, like, place it, but it was just, like, I felt, like, I just immediately felt like he was mine. Um, which, honestly, I felt, I felt, like, a connection with the girls to begin with, but not as strongly as I felt with Logan. Like, I just immediately felt, even when I was pregnant with him, I felt like he was just, like, like, my destined to be mine, which I know sounds kind of woo, but that was, that was just truly how I felt, and that's always how I felt. So, I think we're, we're both very bonded to him, for sure. Yeah. And over time, that's just, like, growing stronger and stronger. Um, okay, so the next question. Who noticed ASD traits first? <laughs> Which I feel like we kind of touched on this before, but what do you have to say about that? It was just so weird because we both, I think after the fact, we talked about it. Yeah. And I think we both noticed things at the same time, but we're too afraid to say anything to each other about it. Yeah. We talked about this more on that first episode that we did together but yeah it really was like right around the same time and we when you say we were too afraid like we were there was enough to 
where we got him into early intervention. Like I took him to the pediatrician at 18 months and I said, I really want to have him evaluated. So he started early intervention at 20 months old. But at that point we were still kind of thinking like, oh, maybe this is just a speech delay. Yeah, speech delay, possibly ADD, like maybe we SPD. Didn't really, we didn't really talk about it, talk no. about it. Neither of us said autism to each other until preschool and we had I had that one speech therapist say it and then I was like it was really a, a thing something we had to talk about. I mean, I very vividly remember me and him were watching a baseball game. And he was standing right in front of the TV, and I didn't want him to be so close to the TV. So I'm calling his name, calling his name, and he wouldn't respond. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just picked up my phone, and I, you know, my son yeah. doesn't listen to me. and <laughs> there doesn't, a lot of, doesn't respond. A lot of parents. <laughs> and I mean, the first Why things, won't my kid listen to me? <laughs> the first things that came up were like, those were traits of autism. And were you, like, shocked when you saw that? Yes. Yeah, you were shocked. Because then I was going through the list. I'm like, well, he does that, but he doesn't do this. But he does that, and he doesn't do this. But, but it was like, whoa, okay. It wasn't really what I was expecting. Yeah. And it was around 18 months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that, like, when he was, honestly, even at, like, a year, something, something in, like, my gut just was my alarm bells were going off. And at that point, I honestly can't even pinpoint it because he was saying, like, a few words. And you and I have talked about this, but, like, as time has gone on, Logan's autism has become more obvious. Like, when he was little, the gap between what he was doing and what his peers were doing was not that wide. Whereas, like, obviously now, that gap has has widened significantly. And And it has, you know, just gradually increased over the years. So at that point when he was so little, and even at the time he was diagnosed at four, like granted he was, he was nonverbal. So that was like obviously a huge thing, but so much, so much of his behavior kind of could pass as typical. I think it's different now that we have the girls because we've seen their development. Yeah. It's like night and day. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this with his therapist the other day. Like there were things that Logan did as a baby that we were just like, oh, he's so silly, like, jumping in his crib. <laughs> Look how cute he is. <laughs> yeah. We thought it was so cute. He would grab onto the side of his crib and jump in it like a trampoline. The moment he, he woke up from, yes. in the morning, he's just jumping That's away how we knew trampoline. he was awake, because we could hear the springs of his trampoline, because he was just, or of his, of his mm. mattress, because he was just jumping away. And at the time, we just were like, oh my gosh, he's so silly. Like, he's got so much energy. I think I saw a video of it, too. Yeah. Of, like the room was like pitch black and Manny turns light at it and Logan is like super big smile happy as can be just like jumping away and obviously yeah now looking back we're like oh that was you know him needing that sensory input we that that went over our heads um little little stuff like that like I I see I look back on that now and I'm like oh yeah there was there was more stuff there that we just weren't even aware of well we that, didn't we didn't know any different no. too but that's what I mean, is that now we have the girls and seeing, seeing like, their development. I mean, it, it really is, like, night and day. It's it's pretty crazy. I think if we'd had one of the girls first and then had Logan, we would have been... We would have knew right away. No, we would have known right away. Yeah, we would have seen seen things very differently. Um, okay, next question. 
how are you celebrating seven years? So how are we celebrating Logan's birthday? Well, we had a birthday party. We had so just yesterday we actually had his birthday party, and as I am like putting up decorations, we had a cereal birthday party, like cereal that you eat. Logan loves cereal. Logan loves cereal, which you you may be aware of that if you follow me on social media because I always post videos of him in the cereal aisle like going nuts. <laughs> He, he's always loved cereal since he was a baby. I actually always ate cereal when I was pregnant, so maybe that's why. But also, who doesn't love cereal? So I thought it would be fun to do this, like, cereal theme party. So I'm, like, in decoration mode. I'm running around the house. I'm sweating. I'm trying to get everything planned. Manny and Logan are upstairs doing kind of rest time, like, chilling out before the party. It's, like, an hour before people are supposed to show up. And Manny calls down the stairs, and he goes, Logan just threw up. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, par for the course around yeah. here. I mean, like, we, yeah, we have some excellent timing as a family. Uh, Liliana, our daughter, was sick earlier this week, so I guess it, it shouldn't be too surprising. Um, so the poor kid, he was, yesterday he actually was really sick. He he threw up a few more times, and he was he was not well. So for the for the most of his party, he spent... In his his room, yeah, in his bed. He was just wanted to lay down. Uh, We were just kind of, like, going back and forth to check on him. And at that point, it was too late to do anything. So I'm like, all right, we got to just have this party. People were coming in an hour. So everyone showed up. We're hanging out, eating. Like I said, we're just kind of taking turns checking on him. And one of the times that I went to check on him, he kind of gave me a... He, like, sat up and gave me a smile. So I was like, all right. It's now or never. So I brought him down and I'm like, we're going to do happy birthday real quick. So I was really, I was so glad because we got to sing to him and he loved that. He yeah. always loves happy birthday and trying to touch the candle. <laughs> well, I was nervous that he would throw up while we I sing. was nervous too. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh no. Like that'd be a great, a great birthday. Um, but yeah, we got to sing happy birthday. He hung up for a little bit and then he like totally crashed. Yeah. Um, but even today he seemed better. He He's always wanted to, like, come down quickly and then get over it quickly. So he's on the mend, thankfully. Um, So that's how we celebrated his birthday with a cereal party. Uh, And then for his actual birthday, which is on Thursday, um, maybe we'll get him donuts. Because he's not really a cake kind of guy. He's obviously more of a candy guy, but he likes donuts. Um, I think we're going to do that dinner with Santa on Wednesday. We talked about doing that, which is right. not necessarily for his birthday, but he loves Santa. So I think we're going to do that, which we're, we're excited about that too. Um, okay. So next question. Um, what do you love most about each other's parenting? This is a good one. Um, what I like about your parenting is how loving and caring and always about the kids that's probably my favorite thing about your parenting skills <laughs> your parenting skills I appreciate that I like to think of myself as a, a loving and caring mother so <laughs> I'm glad that but you see I that. think you're even more so than Than, like, your typical mom. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I I love love my kids with everything in me. They are my my whole world. Um, Thank you. That's really sweet. 
my my favorite thing about your parenting is the way that you can just have fun with the kids. Like I tell you all the time, I'll be like upstairs making dinner and you guys are playing downstairs and all of a sudden I'll just hear one of them or all of them like just belly laughing, like hysterically laughing. And like they do that a little bit with me, but they they really laugh so hard with you. And then I'll be like, "What were you guys doing?" You're like, "I'm not telling you," because he doesn't want me to do the same thing. Because they'll make up these little like games and stuff, and it's like those are like your special daddy games. Um, but all of them with I mean with Logan, but with the girls too. Like you can just make them laugh like so hard. But kind of also too though how we we were talking about before how you can, you know, you do stuff with them, like just on your own. Like, I think that you are a very capable dad, which I know capable doesn't maybe sound like that extraordinary, but I think a lot of dads just are not necessarily as like hands-on as you. And you are like truly a very hands-on dad. Well, thank you. (laughs) I try. I mean, they're, I love those kids so much. Yeah. They're my world. Yeah, I think we're. I think we we both have that. Like the kids are truly like the most important thing to us. Like it's never. It's always like what's best for the kids first. I do have people reach out to me sometimes that will say things like that. Like, you know, how do you guys differ on things? Like, what if something is more important to the other? And I mean, granted, like there's there's things that we don't always agree on with the kids, but like because I think we both are like so focused on them, it doesn't happen all that often. No. Not with, like, big stuff, at least. We're no. usually right. on the same page. I was talking to someone recently, and I feel like with some things, especially, like, with, with Logan, like, I feel like we take different paths to get there, but we end up in the same place. Like, we kind of process things differently. Right. But, like, we get we get to the same place. Like, I feel like we're always on the same page with stuff with him. Um. Okay, next question. And this is getting a little bit deeper, but I like this one. Um, what is your favorite thing about each other? I have one for you. Do you want me to say it? Sure. <laughs> Do you have one? Go ahead. All right. Well, I'll say mine first. Um, okay. So my favorite thing about Manny, this is, I think what initially like attracted me or made me interested in Manny to begin with is that he tries to maybe be a little more of a tough guy, but he actually is like such a soft. I knew you knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Manny is the biggest softy, like, on the planet. I mean, probably, honestly, as soft as I am, I'm just, you just are better at not crying as much. <laughs> as much. I mean, you have some tears, too. You're not, like, one of those guys who's like, I can't cry. Um, but when I first met Manny, I just, like, I just, I just could see that in you. Like, I, I think that's something that... I, I've always, like, been drawn to people who are just, like, genuine and, like, kind people. And I can usually sniff out people that I don't feel that way about. And I I could see that in you. And then as time went on, I, I really saw that. Th- this before we had kids. Then, obviously, once we had kids, I like, I really saw that from you. But I think just, like, your sensitivity. Like, I think you definitely, like, sometimes try to be the tough guy. But you are... You have a, a really, really huge heart. And I think that actually is kind of going back to when we were scared to tell, talk to each other about Logan having autism. That was why I was scared to talk to you is because I know how soft your heart is and how sensitive you are. And I just like, I was just like, man, he's going to be so crushed. And I didn't want to, 
I just, I wanted to like shield you from that. It was not, I was not like in the right because I wasn't shielding you for anything. Like you saw the same things that I saw, Right. but that was how I felt. That was how I felt too. I don't know why this made me think of that, but when, um, our youngest, when she was born, she was in the NICU for a week and the night that I had her, she was with us for a little bit and then she ended up that that's when they took her a couple hours later, they took her to the NICU and Manny actually had gone home cause he was going to go home to sleep with Logan and Liliana and my sister was just going to stay at the hospital with me. So this was like right after he left that she was having like some breathing issues. They were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to take her down to the NICU. And initially they said they were just going to take her for a couple hours and they came back and they said they were going to take her, they were going to have her spend the night there. And when I first went to go see her, so I was with my sister I went into the the little room she was in and it was like just so heartbreaking because she had all these cords and oxygen. Tubes. Yeah. Tubes coming out of her. She was just, yeah, she was like being tube fed and it was just, a, it was like a, a really jarring situation. And of course I mean like broke down and started crying and so did my sister. But I, my like very first thought was like, oh my God, I don't want Manny to see this. Like I just didn't, I wanted to like, Cause I knew how devastated you were going to be when you saw her like in that position. And that was like the, the first thing I thought it was, I was like, I, and I was really hoping cause they were like, she'll probably just spend the night here. And I was like, okay, then she'll be out of here by the time Manny comes back tomorrow. Cause I just didn't want you to even see her like that. She ended up being there for several days. So you definitely saw her. Um, but that was like, yeah, just, I just, I definitely, I, I want to protect your heart sometimes more than I want to protect mine. So that's my favorite thing about you. Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite things about you are your goofiness, <laughs> your compassion for people, you being 95% sweet. <laughs> you got to throw in that 5%. Yeah. What's the other 5%? Stinker. <laughs> Okay. I guess I can deal with 5%. I just, like, I've told you this before. I remember when we were dating, and, like, I'd be getting ready, and you're watching Friends that you've probably watched the episode of a hundred times, and you're still in there giggling away. (laughs) And I just thought it was so cute. I'm so adorable. (laughs) When he says goofy, I am extremely goofy, but and so is he. We definitely, like... We know how to make each other laugh, for sure. Yeah. We're both pretty goofy. And that you just, like, care for everyone. Not a lot of people are like that. Thank you. You have a big heart. Thank you. Well, see, our favorite things about each other are, like, almost the same things. Yeah. I guess we're not as different as we think sometimes. No, we're pretty different. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're, I think our core values are the same, I think we both, our interests are, could not be more different. Like literally I, I, we have like nothing in common actually. (laughs) We really don't, but opposites attract. So, you know, it works. Um, okay. So we just have a couple more questions and this one, I wanted to say this because I don't know if other people had suggestions also. How do you deal with mean kids interacting with Logan? I think we've been pretty lucky up until this point. Yeah, I haven't had a situation where that has happened. No. I know you've had... I've had a couple where yeah. people... Where kids have not been... 
maybe not been super kind to Logan. I don't necessarily think I would say they were mean kids. Like, I don't think I've, I've never witnessed any kid like really bullying Logan or picking on him. I've, I've definitely seen kids though be kind of rough with him and he is, he is like so gentle, like he wouldn't hurt a fly and he has not an aggressive bone in his body. So when, when somebody is a little more kind of rough or pushy with him, he he'll just, he just yeah he'll he'll just back away and or like he doesn't really know how to respond, um so it can be tough especially when these kids are people that are you're close to they're not necessarily strangers. If it was like a stranger kid doing that, I'd be like, step off, bruh. Like that's definitely. But it's hard sometimes when it's like these the the kids that that are maybe not treating him as kindly our kids that we are close to or that we see often. Um, I think the most important thing to me though, in those situations is just kind of like educating the other kid. If they're old enough to understand, or even if they're not just planting that seed, because hopefully they're listening and that will stick with them. I'm very vocal. We, I think all of us are like autism is not like a, a secret. Like we, we don't like try to hide that. Um, so with other kids, like, I have said before, like, do you know what autism is? Like, do you know, do you know what that means? Do you know what someone with autism is like? And some, sometimes they've heard the word, most of the time they haven't. But I mean, that's something that I think just kind of educating that like, Logan is a little bit different. He understands things differently than we do. He plays differently than we do. And just, just kind of, like I said, even just planting that seed so that they understand and maybe next time we'll be a little more compassionate. I mean, it's hard with kids because it's like, they don't, they, they only know what they know. So it's like, you kind of need to be the one to educate them. Now, that being said, there are kids that are just mean kids. And right. like I said, we haven't, we've been pretty lucky up until now and haven't really had to deal with that. If, if you, if anyone listening has had to deal with that and have any suggestions, I'm sure that would be appreciated. I will share them if you send them my way. Um, but yeah, I mean... I think just always like being open and kind of educating and not being afraid to obviously just like speak up for your kid, whether it's to the parent, to the the kid themselves, like just kind of letting, letting people know the situation. So this is the last question. I thought this was interesting because I have an answer, but I want to hear your answer too. Did you have any reservations about the podcast? I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you said it to me, though. No. No. What were your reservations? Well, you know me. I'm. He's a little more quiet. I'm quiet. Or a lot I'm more kind quiet. of reserved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of my feelings I don't talk about. Express. And uh-huh. express. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned about, like, I guess things you would talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I guess that was my. Why didn't you tell me? Because you were determined to do it. So, yeah. And it's something that I felt you needed. Mm-hmm. It, well, I so mean, I, I, I had been... Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, I had been wanting to do it for a long time before I actually did it. It was something I had been, like, talking about and, like, planning. Um, it's funny, because I really didn't have any... Like, I, I definitely was ready, like I said, because I've been thinking about it for so long. Um, so, initially, I wouldn't say I felt reservations but I remember then so like I said Mandy and I recorded that episode and I had a few more recorded so I think I think I had four that I I had and then 
And they were they were going live, but like I wasn't sharing it. I wasn't like posting anything about it. So then I just kind of picked a day and I was like, all right, this is the day that I'm going to launch it. And basically I just asked like everyone I knew to kind of, I was going to post about it. And then I'm like, can you everyone just share this? So what ended up happening that day was like, I, I posted that, you know, I had started this podcast and sort of my, my reasonings around it, which we were already, I was already pretty vocal about our situation. I wasn't obviously as vocal as I am now. I wasn't sharing as much. Well, you're always vocal. Yes. Like for when Logan, yeah, I'm always vocal. <laughs> when Logan was diagnosed just a couple weeks later was World Autism Day. So it was like, I, I was back and forth on whether or not I should share that. But I, I, I ended up sharing it because I'm like, I can't let this day pass by and not say anything. Because I mean, there's people that I talk to that like they, they're, it's been years and they still don't share that their child has autism on social media. And that is your personal choice. You, you do mm. you, you know, I'm not like judging anyone for that. Like Manny said, I am very vocal. I've always been an open book. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely, I was, I did have some reservations about, about sharing that initially, but then when the podcast went live and I was, I shared it and then like my friends shared it, their friends shared it. it ended up getting shared like a lot of times. So I remember watching like the numbers go up on like that first episode. And then I had that moment of like, oh shit, people are really listening to this. And like, not that I, I mean, I was like, I wanted people to listen to it, but I remember it, I did have a little bit of reservation then thinking like, but who, who is listening to this? Cause it was like, my intention was for people you know, with like kids with autism or special needs to listen to this, but I'm like, who's, who's finding this? Like who's actually listening? That was kind of something that gave me a little bit of, of reservation. And then every now and then, you know, over this like past year or so, I, I do have a moment of like, sometimes I'll feel a little bit nervous about like, oh gosh, like I, I really am like putting it all out there or I'll post something and I'm like, is this too personal? But I guess the reason why I, I want to do that is because I know how helpful it is for me when I see other people, you know, sharing about their lives who maybe they're in a similar situation that we're in. And it definitely is, it's it always having, having those, those people that just get it, I think is so important. And obviously now as time has gone on and I, and I hear from listeners a lot about how much the show has been to them and how helpful it has been for them. That to me is what I, that was my goal all along. So I, now I don't have as many reservations about it, but, um, that's funny though to hear that you were nervous in the beginning. Well, I'm just more of a reserved person. Yeah, you're definitely. So that was my, my yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that just by nature, that's, yeah, you're definitely, you're not quite as forthcoming with how you feel. We're I just, opposites. yeah, we are opposites. We totally are. No, I just, I just have always been like a, you talking enough for both of us. Yeah. I wonder if, well, I, I probably still dominated this episode, but <laughs> <laughs> you always do. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, that's all of our questions. What do you think? I think it went well. <laughs> what do you, so now that we're kind of, this was, that was like a year ago that we recorded that episode. Do you, do you feel like anything has like changed for you? Um, I guess not really. I guess 
I've another year of processing my feelings about everything and I guess not being okay with it but just being okay with it's he's Logan so I think it's okay to say you're okay with it yeah I mean to me there's not a person out there that, that knows Logan that when they see him doesn't think he's like just this ray of sunshine yeah no it's, so sometimes it's, it's true mean knowing that he's like that and such a a sweet little kid mm-hmm. i mean yeah he has his you know challenges but like i always say logan's logan yeah totally no it's it's interesting because so like i said he went to his center over <laughs> thanksgiving break and we know I, I know a few of the people there, but because we usually do in-home hours, we are not as familiar with, like, all the people at the center. So the kind of manager there who I'd been, like, corresponding with in the weeks leading up to it, um, she, obviously, like, I, I met her that day. Because I think there was, when he went for the potty training at the center, I think there was a different manager there. Um, and it was at the end of the week then when I went to pick him up and she's literally like in her car about to drive away and I was in the parking lot and she, she pulled up and stopped me and she was like, I just have to tell you, she's like, Logan is so awesome. And she's like, he's so sweet. He just makes all of us smile. And she's like, please send him back whenever you can. Cause she's like, we just want to see him. And it was so nice that she like stopped to tell me that. Cause it's like, they see so many kids, you know? Um, and, and people, People tell us stuff like that about Logan all the time. Like, everyone that meets him is just, like, he is so special. He's always got a smile on his face. Yeah. He always, and he he can just, like, melt you and, like, disarm you in, like, a second. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have any air about him. He's just, like, if he loves you and wants to give you a hug, whether he's known you his whole life or just met you two seconds ago, he's going to give you that hug. This going to be the best hug of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hugs, actually, this kind of goes back to that mean kids. I've never had a mean kid, but I did have that one mean adult that mm-hmm. we were at, like, a play area. And Logan, he got off the slide, and there were these two moms, like, sitting right at the bottom of the slide waiting for their kids. And he did, he walked up to this lady, and he just, like, got a big smile on his face and went to give her a hug. And she, like, pushed him, like, to, like, throw him off of her. And I was standing, like, right behind waiting for him to get off the slide. And, like, my jaw hit the floor. Like, I was just, like, why are you, like, putting your hands on my kid? And they, there was this two moms, and they looked at her, like, horrified. Like, oh, my God, this kid just came up. And I was, like, he was just trying to give you a hug. And she kind of looked at me like it was, like, weird or something. And I was, like, I was, like, he has autism. He's he's nonverbal, so he he's not going to be able to speak to you. But I'm, like, he was just being nice. He wanted to give you a hug. And then she was, like, oh, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And then I was like, is it okay? Because the way that you just treated him wasn't okay. And then, of course, they acted like, oh, my gosh, no, we didn't know. So, again, it's one of those times where I'm, like, telling the person he has autism. But somebody else who was watching that same thing, then I turned around. And, of course, I was, like, trying not to get emotional. And she said to me, she's like, I just saw what happened. And she was like, we could all afford to be more like him and be more loving and showing people love and kindness and wanting to give someone a hug even if you don't know them and that was such a sweet thing because it was like she saw how how kind he was and just like how pure his heart was and those other two ladies they didn't and they don't deserve it so yeah there's gonna be there's people out there that are just horrible and honestly that did break my heart that day but it also 
it was it was one of those moments where it was like those the two mean women like just like crushed my heart but then that other lady like made me she, she proved me like there's there's good people out there too so all right well on that note oh one more question do you have any now that logan we're kind of like entering a new year and it's like also getting close to the end of this year do you have any like goals for him for this next year or things that you want to see him do um i don't think i have goals for him i just want to see him you know just keep progressing Mm -hmm. i don't want to set myself up and him not get to somewhere I think he should be. Mm-hmm. I want him to just continue to grow for himself and just continue to progress mm-hmm. on his on his terms. Yeah. Well, remember last year I did like a kind of end of the year wrap up and I said that I wanted Logan to be potty trained and I wanted him to be able to call me something because he really wasn't saying mom at that point, which he's basically potty trained i mean he's like he's doing awesome we're still having poop accidents hopefully someday that will end um we're over the hump with his his potty regression so i would say he's met that goal or at least mostly met that goal and then as far as saying something he he has been able to verbally call me mom there was a really special moment where he literally looked up at me and like got the biggest smile and just made eye contact with me and said mom we were just like waiting for the bus one day and that was like so special i'll honestly never forget that moment but also now he has his device too so now he's able to to use that and so i feel like that goal has been met um i'm gonna have to think about it a little bit i definitely want him to what about the night he said i love you yeah that was also like a speaking of crying <laughs> i lost it I totally lost it. Yeah. Manny, Manny always like before we go to bed, we'll have be like, say goodnight, say I love you. And he's able to like approximate those things, but he's gotten, he's gotten better at I love you. And he doesn't say it all the time, but like when he does, you can tell what he's trying to say. That was like so special. Yeah. To be able to hear that from him. I mean, I know he loves me, but to be able to, to, to hear it was so, so special. Um, yeah, I'll always remember that moment too. My sister was downstairs and she was heard me crying and she's like, I literally thought something bad happened. Like that was how how hard I was crying. But it was like I didn't even realize how much I wanted and needed to hear that until he said it and it was like I just totally broke down. No, what I was gonna say is I just want him to continue to be able to communicate with his device. And I feel like he's he's on such a roll with it, like hopefully, you know, by this time next year, like he will be. Yeah able to really communicate with us more with it. I think that would be probably my, my biggest goal. We talked today at as team meeting actually about working on just more kind of like, uh, functional skills. So like he knows how to dress himself, but we were talking about having him like shower on his own, like that, like things that, you know, getting kind of like, not necessarily get making his dinner, but sort of like getting his dinner ready, like getting his plate and stuff like that. Um, which I'm excited about that too, because I feel like those those functional skills are obviously so important. So stuff like that would be be my goal for him. But always my my biggest thing is I just want him to be like happy and healthy and thriving, and to know that we love him. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I think this was wonderful. Thank you for being such a great guest. Ooh, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> hope you guys enjoy it all right well thank you thank you so much for coming on the show today for being my guest i know you were really excited to do this i'm always so excited i know right okay well thanks for listening and until next time take care bye bye